Okay, you're gonna rock and roll? Here we go. Welcome to another episode of TNT Weekly. It's gonna be a great show today, but first of all, I really want to thank the Gibson Center for giving me a place to uh, tape my podcast. I mean, they are the hub of arts and culture. And they had a kick-butt Halloween event uh, that I heard sold out completely. They had it, you know, stationed off in the time slots. It was very, very popular, COVID-friendly, safe for your family. Uh, So they have some wonderful events coming up uh, right now. They have a seasonal market. Let me look at that here. Um, Yes, Seasonal Market 2020, November 6th to December 19th. Okay, a lot of great vendors coming in during then. Check out their website, give them a call. Uh, And December 12th, you know who's in town? Santa. (laughs) Santa's in town, man. Yeah, like like he's not isolated, all right? He's going to be wearing a mask, I'm certain of it, but... Book this up, save the date, December 12th, Santa's coming to town right here at the Gibson Center. And the Gibson Center rocked with the uh, Simcoe Choice readers. Like, they won everything. They won the best indoor events, the best kids camp, the best summer camp, the best wedding event place, the best arts and school instruction. Just an awesome location. So support the Gibson Center. Remember... A community without the arts and culture is just, it's name. Yeah. There's nothing there, right? I would agree. All right, all right. And also, shout out TNT Tornadoes. Thank you for putting together another ice hockey season so I can get my son out of the house (laughs) and away from Xbox. But uh, I know it's difficult times. The structure's difficult. But these organizations are at least trying to bring some activity and normal lifestyle into the sports scene. So thank you, TNT Tornadoes. With me today is the Executive Director of the Community Living Association for South Simcoe. Short form, it's class, as you all know it. And that's what I got here right now. Mr. Andrew Walker. How you doing, Andrew? Good, Tony. How are you doing? Awesome. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, listen, as I start out with all the podcasts, just an intro on who is Andrew Walker and how'd you get to Alliston, or <laughs> I don't know if you live in Alliston, or, or, but um, you know, this podcast is about the community. Sure. What brought you here? Um, just a love of the organization and the love of the community. Um, class has uh, been an organization near and dear to my heart for 15 years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've known about the organization and past roles that I've had. Uh, I've worked with the government, with other organizations um, that support people with developmental disabilities. And I've always known CLASS is a uh, progressive, forward-thinking organization. And um, here I am, lucky enough to be the next executive director. Um, Big shoes to fill with um, Vito Fasciolo uh, retiring just uh, in the I heard yeah I heard a lot about that gentleman yeah. 20 years 20 was, years yes. he was leading it here right yeah, Vito was a legend for sure still is a legend probably best to keep his shoes in the yeah. office just for just sure. as a memento <laughs> as you're walking into the office but, but no I heard a lot of great things about him but I heard a lot of great things about you Andrew no I appreciate that I just a little story about uh, Vito um the first thing he trained me on before he left is uh he was very uh Vito was very much around um 
communication and informal mm-hmm. discussion. So in his office, he has an espresso machine. So that's the first thing that he uh, he trained me on, okay. Make, making sure I knew how to do that correctly. Uh, all right, right. No bottle of cognac in no. the cupboard, nothing like that. No, no, no. no an espresso machine. An espresso machine. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. awesome. So in, in, in understanding class and its services, I know a bit about, uh, uh, about your services, and um, but I haven't really been, you know, uh, too, too connected to it. Uh, my ignorance, you know, uh, but as this podcast has done for me, it's opened my eyes on wonderful, wonderful um, services in this community. What is the purpose of class in our community or any other community uh, as you see it, Andrew? Class, class's purpose, is, its mission is to um, ensure that uh, people with uh, intellectual disabilities are leading their most inclusive lives they can within the community mm-hmm. that they live. Uh, class has been around almost 60 years. Um, in a couple of years, it'll be, we'll be celebrating our, our anniversary around yeah. that. Um, and all along, it's been, it was originally a, developed by families who felt that, you know, they didn't want their son or daughter to live in an, an institution. They wanted their son and daughter to be part of the community. Um, so really strongly family-driven in the origins of this organization, yeah. much like a lot of other organizations like this across the province. And over the years, it's just gotten um, bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, offering a variety of services mm-hmm. and supports for people, um, uh, accommodations like in, in, in homes, um, people uh, that are supported independently to live in the community. We have programs like that. Day programs um, are a big part of our uh, our. our our model as well yeah. um, and those are morphing and changing as well with COVID you know we've yeah. uh, had to uh, be nimble and pivot because um, everybody's at home so mm-hmm. we've been offering uh, a lot of uh, virtual um, uh, programming for people that uh, we've had a real strong uptake with that um, with the people that use mm-hmm. those day, day programs yeah. um, but over over almost 60 years it's um, we, we're now an organization that's you know subsidized by the government uh, almost $13 million. Um, so we're quite quite a big organization. Is that the budget for the South Simcoe uh, location yeah. here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we operate primarily in the South Simcoe area. So uh, Alliston and in Bradford. Okay. So that's sort of our jurisdiction is the South Simcoe area. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, there's immense need in our community for uh, services and supports for adults with developmental disability or intellectual disability. Those yeah. are kind of interchangeable words. Um, and, you know, I can see our organization expanding in the future, you know, as, yeah. as, as we move along. There are um, uh, immense needs in our community um, mm-hmm. and classes, I believe, in well, uh, a really good position to um, meet these needs. Um, so, so tell me a bit about on, on I, I heard, day programs yeah. as well as residences. Does class also have other, I know your, 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 your Alliston location is on... Dufferin? Is it on Dufferin? What's the... Uh, yeah, address? we have that, and then we have a head, off, head office on um, on Church Street. On Church, okay. Yeah. And you, when you say residences, are there residences specific for um, uh, intellectual disability people that you manage and conduct? Yeah, and so we, 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 we have a number of homes in the Alston area, for yes. example, that um, are... Uh, homes to people with a uh, intellectual disability and no different than your home or my home, you know, it's yes, a, yes. But, and we, we try to maintain that the idea of that, you know, this is so-and-so's home yes. and, and maintain that. Um, you know, I would like to see the organization even further that, you know, you know, and start to develop, um, more options and more choices. 
you know, the people that are coming into service now, they, they have, um, they're different than how, you know, families may have been 20, 30, 40 years ago. There's, um, a little bit more of, uh, of a demand of, you know, I want my life to look this way, you know, and maybe your services aren't meeting what that needs to be right now, but, you know, maybe if we change this, this thing or this thing, then this will meet my, my, my needs and my purposes. And I think our organization is primed and ready to start to look at services and supports that way. I know our funder, um, the Ministry of Children and Community and Social Services is pushing agencies to think their business model is a little different, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's great. I think it, it just um, offers more choice to people and doesn't necessarily pigeonhole people into a quote-unquote group home, offer, you know, some variance in, um, in how people live their lives, which, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure you live your life differently than I live my life. And, yes. you know, people with an intellectual disability are no different, right? Mm-hmm. And we, need to, we need to listen to that and to create services and supports that um, meet that. Uh, when, when it comes to the people you serve with uh, intellectual disabilities, is there um, a classification for always needing care uh, yeah. all the time and, and then some that are, are, are okay, are, yes. are, 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 are okay, I, I, yeah. if so it's we, fair to ask that? Well, we yeah. offer a variety of supports and we try to tailor our support structures to people's needs. So we have um, some people that require... Um, uh, support pretty well all the time. Um, and uh, then we have other sort of um, support systems in place that people, you know, they don't require somebody to be around 24-7. You know, maybe yeah. they need some reminders around um, maybe taking medication or some help with banking or okay. transporting around town and stuff like that. So um, we offer, I would say, a, a wide variety of services that way. And I could see our organization moving forward, even expanding upon that, you know, like yeah. the, the point I made earlier around people's needs changing and people's expect expectations changing. And so. the times have changed. I, I like, Absolutely. The, I, I like yeah. the way you said that. Yeah, That's they, right. They, and they and that you're changed. evolving, right? Yeah. People with intellectual disabilities aren't, um, you know, they're part of our community, just like anybody. It's yeah. wonderful. No, I, it, I, I see it happening for sure. And, and in looking into class and your socials and everything like yeah. that, it, it just blew me away on, a, on a, an, a, an autistic band. Yeah, yeah. You know, I came know. together, yeah. you know, like, I'm going, okay, yeah. like, we wouldn't be talking this way 10, 15 no, years no, ago, no. right? It's like, put it, put it away. Yeah, yeah. Put, hide put it the, over there. Hide yeah, it yeah, over yeah, there. Yeah, Let's yeah. not talk about it. Yeah. But I, I just love the way we've evolved uh, as a society, right, yeah. To, yeah. to accept that. So in, 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 in the coverage of some of your services, Andrew, would someone that would need 24-7 care into in, in putting it an, an example, would they be at your location or 24-7 care in parallel with some time at your location for in-house day programs and then continued care over at their home personally or residence? How would that yeah, work? Yeah, so we try to, we, we our, our funder, the government, um, uh, ensures that everybody has an individual support plan. And part of that plan could be um, what what care looks like um, residential, like in a home, and yes. then what care looks like if during the day, what people want to do during the day. So we try to tailor our plans for everybody's needs and wants. We sit, you know, we sit sit around a table and talk to everybody, you know, family members, um, the people supported, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, some of the staff. You know, what 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 does Andrew need, you know, to have a fulfilling life and. You know, this is what he needs when he's at home. This is what he needs when he's uh, out and about during oh, the day. So, he, you know, and we're, we're mandated to create these plans. But I think um, uh, that's a really good thing. It hasn't always been that in our sector. It's almost like a triage. 
Yeah, you, for you sure. Come yeah, in for an, yeah. Like just yeah. what's the analysis? What's yeah. the case here? What's the yeah. analysis? What are your needs? Well, it's amazing, and and you can pivot and allocate, share ideas, yeah. and, and and try to change a lifestyle for a family. And, and people's goals change all the time, so we yeah. can be nimble to, oh, you know, Andrew wants to um, That's incredible. save up and go on a big trip, or Andrew wants to yeah. learn how to golf or something yes, like yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. And in your day, this includes in, in your day program, meals and everything, like, like, uh, some, I mean, when somebody's living in a, in, in, in a, in a home, in, yes. in our community, yeah, the, in terms of the care orientation there, yeah, like, you know, food's part of that, um, mm-hmm. and and the people that are supported in our in our homes, for example, will contribute um, some funds through um, uh, ODSP supports, things mm-hmm. like that, some other government funding yes. to offset some of those costs for sure. Uh, I don't want to bore the audience with the the minutia of uh, yeah. all, all the all the the costs and in, yeah. in, in the budgeting and things like that, but. Um, People with uh, intellectual disabilities do contribute to um, some of the household expenses, and we obviously majority of the funding that we get is from the government to, um, you know, maintain things like uh, resources like staff. Yeah, our yeah. great staff that mm-hmm. do such a wonderful job for um, uh, the people that we support. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the re- property repairs and maintenance, those kind of things. Um, now that you're you're on that subject, so speaking on on, on funding and staff and, and volunteers, etc., and we'll dissect it a bit more. But is your organization entirely funded by the government? How does this I would work? Say is that, it, you know, yeah, I would say uh, over about ninety five percent. Um, is funded directly by the Ministry of Children, Community, and Social Services. Yes. Um, and then we rely on fundraise dollars, mm-hmm. you know, to mm-hmm. offset other expenses that maybe the government's not paying. Um, one of the, one of the big issues in our area is transportation. We we don't have um, oh, yeah. as vibrant a public transportation program or mm-hmm. system as maybe uh, parts of York Region, for example, would have. So we have uh, we rely on our own vehicles and, and things like that, and a lot of times. Um, our funder won't fund things like that. So our golf tournament, for example, um, will fund um, vehicles uh, for people so they can get out and about and mm-hmm. engage and interact mm-hmm. in their community. And also um, the fundraised uh, money too helps us um, purchase homes for people, you know, so we yeah. can build upon, um, yeah. build upon uh, that as well. Um, so on the vehicle side of things with your private funding through the community, et cetera, do you, does class have their own vehicles, like for shuttling? And yeah, yeah, we, we, we do. do. Yeah, we have quite extensive. Is there a correlation sometimes with, uh, I know CHATS is quite active in, in, in driving, and, and yep. is there a cor- parallel that, uh, in working together at times uh, or we, not? Uh, we, we, haven't, we haven't explored that, but that's a great idea, Tony. I think, yeah. you know, our, um, as the new leader um, with the organization, I'm very much interested in what types of partnerships can we explore within the organization. You need them. You need them. Absolutely. You, you know, and, and what can we offer to help smaller yeah. nonprofit organizations? Yeah. Um, and what can you know? What can we find to work together? You know. Is that me or you? That might be me. Oh, the first time we've had a phone go off <laughs> during an interview. Here we go. I love it. I love it. Yeah, no worries. Life of an executive director. There you, you know. go. There you go. Now, now I'm lost. Where were we there? On on the uh, on the driving, the parallels of working with yeah, other and organizations. Yeah, and looking at different partnerships, I think is important. You know, I think there's a couple opportunities that we're facing as an organization now around um, maybe partnering with some mental health supports as oh, well. Oh, totally. Would and you, the hospital, and physicians, and absolutely. medical centers, and everything. Absolutely, yeah. at all. There, there's, there's a, a lot correlation. Of, and, and to me, it's all about how uh, out of uh, the cold. 
is another great man example. just crazy organization and how can we as class as our organization generate impact social impact in our communities yeah um and, you know, so those are some of the things that I personally am very interested in expanding within our organization. Um, so going back to that golf tournament, I uh, back in my first several years here in Alliston, my first golf outing was a, a class golf tournament. Yeah. Just rocked. What a yeah. what a great, great uh, yeah. uh, onset. I, I can imagine by the quality of that golf tournament that it must have been very painful this year. Uh, to not have that in your metrics of dollars right, for the year. Yeah, we, we took a hit on that. Absolutely. I mean, some of the um, our, our lar- larger donors honored um, their donations this year, which was great. Yeah. Um, but for sure, we, we, we took a hit. Um, we're looking to change things up next year. Um, so, knock on wood, we're going to have a golf tournament God bless. next year. God, yes. well, God bless. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or playing an Xbox. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how we're going to do it, yeah. but... I, I do. I, I feel the same way as you. I think it's going to come. We just have to be patient and, and stay together and support each other, yeah. right, during that. Um, off of that, on your on your staff and your volunteers, I know you have, you know, wonderful volunteers and you have wonderful staff. And I'm going to surprise you here with something. Um, early on, when my podcast started getting listeners, again, my interest in class came from this person, right? And she messaged me, and I just want to read you uh, what she had said. Good evening. I thoroughly enjoy your podcast and creating a venue for local voices. You might not be aware, but Community Living South Simcoe has a new executive director, Andrew Walker. The previous director, Vito Faciolo, Faciolo? Faciolo. Faciolo, is in the midst of retiring after many years of wonderfully giving to the people we work with in our community. He is a champion voice for people with intellectual and physical disabilities. Andrew will be filling Vito's shoes, but respectfully, Andrew has made quite a track record himself already. During the pandemic, Andrew is in the executive director role full-time as Vito passes the baton. If you would like to set up a podcast interview with Andrew, you could contact our community communications director, Barbara Barta, she uh, has no clue I'm doing this, but I believe the role of an, uh, of an important company or uh, organization should be celebrated in our, compu- in our community, and our board members have a plethora of knowledge too. The staff are exceptional and working hard during this pandemic. Who am I? I am a support worker at CLASS and have watched an organization be very successful for people we support and each other as staff during a pandemic. Man, you got a volunteer shouting out like that. Shout out to Joyce Webster. Joyce Webster. Awesome. Joyce Webster. All right. Awesome. So she reached out to me some time ago. I've always had class on the radar. But that to me, an example is an example of the people that work with you and support your organization. Any words? I mean, the staff have been, are, are remarkable, continue to be remarkable. We're going through unprecedented time. No, who who would have saw this coming? Yeah, the way that the teams have come together, are working together to ensure um, the safety, security of the people we support. It's 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 um, it, it's quite miraculous. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's really wonderful to see how um, um, everybody has come together and are just persevering. You know. There's, there's grit and determination and yeah. drive, you yeah. know, and they, they've, it, 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 it's been difficult and it's been hard, but just 
sitting back and just seeing how people have come together. We have these weekly pandemic meetings internally within our organization yeah. and the ideas that get generated there. And we, everybody has a voice there and um, everybody has um, an ability to articulate their point of view on that and how we build our response to the pandemic as we move forward. And um, somebody made a point the other day that we've probably generated over 200 documents <laughs> since the emergency orders were put in place yeah. in March. Yeah. Um, because, you know, the province has been changing too, and our funder has been changing around the response. So yeah. we have to respond to that as well, right? And ensure that everybody's safety and security. But we wouldn't be able to do this without the fantastic um, people that are working day in, day out, hour in, hour out throughout, yeah. throughout all of our programs. They've done miraculous. It's things. an example of our community, isn't it, Andrew? Like just the resiliency, the um, the drive, the grit, the tenacity. Yeah, yeah. Um, to yeah. to pull themselves away from the issues that they're going through. Yeah. Like Absolutely. we're all in our own little bubbles yeah. at home and anxieties and issues Absolutely. and what's going to happen. Absolutely. Then to have the grit and the tenacity yeah. to go to their day responsibility yeah. and contribute. Yeah. And, 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 and contribute in an immense, in an immense way. Form. Like it just, it, it's, it's crazy what's happening. So I've noticed it quite a bit in our community. It's yeah. just, it, it's really awesome. Uh, it is. We, this community is amazing. New Tech rocks. Uh, I don't want to put it out there too much because I don't want it to get too populated. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But New Tech really does rock. You it know? does. Absolutely. It's just the, the uh, yeah the ability for people to come together and respond is it's it's encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know when we get post pandemic, I think you know we need to look back at these times as a learning time and to remember these. It was. It's been awful, um, but there's been some really bright, wonderful moments too, of people coming together, and taking the positive and and, yeah. and seeing from out there. But uh, but Andrew, it has caused some pain and, and 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 to families out there, especially that um, need your services yeah. in, in capacities. And and when COVID came um, and everything did shut down back in March. Me for one, today I understand it, but back then I, I, I wouldn't have with your organization and, and the difficulty I was concerned about my world, yeah. right? Uh, but um, I, I can't imagine the plight of families that depend on your services and that village of care, yeah. right? Uh, when everything got shut down and right there isolated at home. So. Uh, it's, it's ironic. My second podcast, I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't know what I'm doing. Uh, Andrew, it's simply a voice. For, He's lying. For, he knows yeah, what yeah, no. this is um, uh, uh, you know, those early podcasts that I had, it was me on my own. And, and I picked up a news clip from a, a friend of mine back in Ottawa in my stomping grounds. And it was her plight as a single mom, uh, a very high up director in the government. And she had a son has a son with um, intellectual disabilities and and a daughter with not. And uh, in knowing Robin Plum is her name and knowing her, very strong woman, you know, um, all the way proud of uh, her career, proud of her family. And when everything got shut down, she thought she could handle everything, right? And I'm just going to read you the article. And then maybe if you could follow up with some comments. Sure. What I'm understanding now, after getting to know what this organization does, is what happened to so many during the shutdown. And still might be evident a little bit today as we get into the second wave, uh, 
and things are happening, the anxiety that must be going on for some families yeah. and fully understanding that they can't do certain things, right? Yeah. So Robin Plum, so starts it out, I tried to balance working from home and caring for my kids. I finally called it quit. Something had to give. That something was work, writes Robin. I used to pride myself on being able to balance a successful career as a director in the public service and an active family life that includes a teenager who has a developmental dis disability, and is nonverbal, and has severe behavioral challenges. With support from family and friends, I created a village where my son is loved and celebrated and where my 16-year-old daughter, a superstar student and competitive athlete, is able to just be a big sister, not a caregiver like some families are forced to do given the lack of support for special needs. This all came crashing down on March 23rd, when all schools and community supports and services were shuttered and Canadians were told to stay at home. My village vanished overnight. My son attends a special class at Ridgemont High School and has the support of a wonderful team, including occasional one-on-one -on -one support given his needs and behavioral challenges. I spent years advocating for his rights and we finally found a school where he could be successful. With the closure of schools, my son has instantly lost critical social interaction and learning opportunities. All his community-based activities such as therapeutic riding and hockey seats, recreational facilities and respite services are closed and friends and family are all isolating. I realize everyone is impacted by the pandemic measures, but for my son and other kids with special needs, predictability is critical and the change in routine leads to vulnerability. My son does not understand closed until further notice and gets really agitated by always being at home. This usually manifests itself into aggression and property destruction. The upshot of this is that my son's world suddenly became very small with him placing all his focus on me and not only to be a mom, but also a teacher, caregiver, and a playmate. Meantime, I, I, I also had to continue to work and manage a team of professionals in this surreal world from home environment. For four weeks, I worked on my job while supporting my son in his online learning and daily living. I did my best to help my daughter and not stress out about grades and schoolwork. Through all of this, I completely forgot about myself. I didn't notice I was walking a tightrope with my balance increasingly teetering over the edge. Finally, I was forced to do and make a decision, one of the most difficult of my career, where I admitted that I couldn't do it all. Something had to give, and that something was work. I felt like I was admitting defeat, letting down my team, and losing a big part of my identity. I am fortunate to have an employer that talks the talk when it comes to mental health and valuing the well-being of myself and my family during these extraordinary times. So, I, I, I am thinking more about that and the impact that COVID had yeah. on a lot of your, 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 your base. Absolutely. And, um, that story is not a single story. That's a, <clears throat> a story that's, um, occurring right across the province mm -hmm. and in, in, in our community as well. Mm -hmm. You know, so we were all scrambling in the early days of the pandemic. Um, funding was still coming to my organization. Um, but I had my day program closed. You know, because we, we couldn't open it. Yeah. So I have some great staff at class. They were able really quickly. And we were, um, there's a number of sister agencies like us throughout Simcoe County. Yeah. Class was one of the first ones to sort of um, go to an online environment to uh, offer programming through Zoom and things like right that. Right away. Right. Pretty quickly out wow. of the gate. Um, now it's a very burgeoning thing. It's awesome. I've actually... Uh, 
gone into the couple of sessions and, and they're wonderful. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one thing that the, our agency was able to um, try to respond to because we knew that people were going to be at home and that the whole piece there on mental health and routine and all those things were going to get thrown away. Yeah. And so how can we as an organization pivot our services and supports to meet some of those challenges? And that's one way that we, um, we responded and we were, like I said, we were quick out of the gate in Simcoe County when it comes yeah. to other agencies around that. I can see post pandemic too, that some of the ways that we're offering our services in our day program, I could see it being st- sticking around. Yeah. Cause yeah. There, it's, there's been a, uh, a positive response. And one of the things that we're, beginning to explore now is um, what are some opportunities that we can do with partnering with other agencies like us across the county and expanding our menu when it comes to, you know, a Zoom class or something like that? Yeah. What are some things we could we offer some more one-on-one, like learn how to play guitar or yeah, whatever, or yeah, yeah. some more group kind of things, you know? So we're beginning to talk about that. And that's been an encouraging thing where, you know, that collaboration piece, you know, the pandemic has forced us to uh, think our business models differently and to work together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's a lot of families that are still um, struggling, um, trying to figure out the day-to-day, the hour-to-hour. Um, and class is well aware of that. And um, every day we're trying to sort of innovate our service delivery to try to meet some of those challenges. Yeah. Um, with that virtual online world and, and, and area of care uh, in a post-pandemic era, I can see some maintaining of that, absolutely. But still, I think that human interaction. Oh, uh, absolutely. It, it, I, you know, it, 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 I'm familiar with some of the doctors uh, locally. I, that topic yeah. came up quite a bit in the early closures of what, okay, we'll just go to uh, yeah, video, virtual, virtual yeah, everything. Yeah. Yeah. And that interaction no, is so important. It can't be an yeah. overall blanket system. Sure. But I, I, I do feel that that human interaction, very, you can't replace that. No. And, and that's been one of the struggles for me personally coming into the organization yeah. as the new leader in a virtual <laughs> climate. You know, yeah. you know, the developmental service sector, which we're a class is part of, is a yeah. very um, hands-on, tactile kind of um, <clears throat> organizations. And, yeah. you know, I... I've been forced to meet um, staff and people supported through Zoom meetings and things like that. Like it's it's yeah. it's been a tough go that way to come in, sort of in the middle of the pandemic and try to begin to lead adapt into a yeah. world that you're so used to previously, right? Yeah, you know, sitting yeah. around and you know chatting. You know that that doesn't exist right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, can't wait till we get to um, a point where I can actually uh, more consistency. Yeah, yeah. and going and more face to face. Yeah, that's awesome. Listen, I, I'm quite impressed with your organization. What a leader! Another leader in this community in New Tech. Um, just endless amounts of 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 wonderful partnerships, wonderful services in our community. Andrew Walker, another great leader in our community. We're coming to the end of the show, Andrew. Um, really, it's quite incredible, your services. Have I missed anything? Is there anything that, you know, we would like to add to that? Uh, please, it's 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 uh, your screen. I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't say uh, contact Barbara Barda. And if you feel like you want to, be, please become a member of class. She'd be very uh, happy for me to say that. In a volunteer capacity? I saw, I saw on your website you're hiring as well. And what? we are hiring as well, yeah, 100%. So um, if you have uh, an interest in developmental services and supports, Please um, get in contact with our organization and stay tuned. The uh, hopefully all things go fine. Um, the golf tournament. I think we're going to uh, be 
hosting it again at Nadosaga, but in June of this June. A little earlier. Yeah, a little it? earlier. Yeah. Okay, all right. That's our plan. And uh, I hear you got my dog knew I was coming to class. Yeah. Yeah, he, he knew I was, you know I was coming to interview the man yeah, because yeah. I hear you guys got some amazing yeah, classy, biscuits, classy and dog treats, yes. dog treats, yeah, and everything yeah, yeah. that are rocking it. That it's yeah. just really popular and orders and everything. Yeah, What's tell us a bit about that? Cause what a great concept! Yeah, so some of the, the people that we support um, at, uh, in our day program, they you know have been creating these uh, dog biscuits for a number of years now, yeah. and it's kind of a little bit of a sensation around. It's, it's a, it is. I've heard it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I. Um, it's funny you, you bring that up. My uh, my father is in the pet food industry, ah, so okay. I've uh, just recently asked for a couple of samples because I want to sort of uh, yeah. push push the old man to see can you get this in a few more stores? Right. You know what what can you do with the uh, and already packaged and yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah. What a great concept. What a great idea. Yeah, Did that come out because of COVID? Or no, that was, was happening before. Oh, that was already yeah. in the plan, right? Yeah. Well, coming up to Christmas and things Absolutely. like that's a great great gig. Yeah. Um, that's. Holy my! <laughs> I think we had a home run here, eh? Yeah. Sorry about the, the cell phone the interruption. I love it. Uh, something new every day. I'm gonna clip that out, yeah. and then it'll be what I'll flip out on yeah. socials, Andrew. The phone <laughs> ringing. That's what I'm gonna do. Okay, man. That's it. Listen, another great organization, class. Um, yeah, they have a big funding package coming in from the uh, the government. That's fine, but it really is important. Their 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 community funding support that golf tournament coming up next year. Get those dog biscuits. And, um, you know, look into their It's quite amazing, you know. And they're in our town, in our backyard. Right over there. Right over there. Right over there. Awesome. We'll see you on the next.